art of war is of vital importance to the state. It is a matter of life and death, a road either to safety or to ruin. Sun Tzu, The Art of War. Welcome to the Revisionist History Podcast, where we set the historical record straight no matter who it might offend. I'm Paul, and today we'll be looking at four battles that changed history as we know it. I bring up these specific battles not because there's necessarily a lot of revisionist history attached to them, but because their importance has been minimized, questioned, and even totally disregarded by many politically correct historians of late. And that in itself is a form of revisionism. Several of the battles I'll talk about today have a common thread, which may well account for the reluctance of some today to even want to discuss them. They all, in one way or another, prevented the spread of Islam into Western Europe, either at the hands of the Moors or the Ottomans, and thus preserved Western civilization as we know it. Before the hate email starts, let me say that I fully acknowledge the contributions of Moorish, Arab, and Ottoman Islamic culture to the wider world. But the culture and history of the West, especially Europe, for 2,000 years has been Christian. And whether you're a hardcore Catholic, lukewarm Methodist, or completely agnostic, you simply cannot deny that our history and culture would look vastly, immeasurably different had these particular battles gone a different way. Apart from that aspect, they're just pretty cool battles in their own right, and we should give them the study and attention that they deserve. So after that long intro, here are four battles that changed the course of history. The first is the Battle of Milvian Bridge. This isn't a battle that gets much attention these days, even though its outcome paved the way for a complete remaking of Western civilization. The Battle of Milvian Bridge was fought on October 28, 312, between the legions of the Roman emperors Constantine and Maxentius. On the eve of the battle, Constantine saw a vision of the cross of Christ in the sky, along with the words, By this sign you shall conquer. He had his soldiers paint the cross, or possibly the Cairo sign, the first two letters of Christ's name in Greek, on their shields, and they decisively defeated Maxentius' troops. Maxentius himself was killed, drowning in the Tiber. Constantine became the sole emperor and credited the Christian God for his victory. He ended the persecution of Christians, made Christianity the official religion of the empire, and ultimately converted himself. Constantine's patronage allowed Christianity to move from a persecuted underground movement to an established, organized force that played an indispensable role in the development of European civilization and culture 
over the next two millennia. The second battle happened roughly 400 years later. By 732, the Moors controlled most of the Iberian Peninsula, what is now Portugal and Spain. That year, the Umayyad general Abdul Rahman Agafiki led an army across the Pyrenees into France in the hopes of making all of Europe Muslim. However, when he reached the city of Tours, he was met by Charles Martel, known as the Hammer, and a force of largely unarmored Frankish soldiers. Notably, the Franks also lacked cavalry. In spite of these significant disadvantages, they routed the Moors, killing 12,000 at a cost of only 1,000 of their own men. Abdul Rahman al-Ghafiqi was killed, his army withdrew back across the Pyrenees, and France was never again threatened by Islamic invaders. By the 1400s, as a side note, the Reconquista was complete, and the Moors had been driven completely from the Iberian Peninsula. Europe had been saved. The third major battle to change the course of history is the Siege of Vienna in 1529. The Siege of Vienna was the first attempt by Suleiman the Magnificent and his Ottoman Empire to capture Vienna, Austria as a gateway into the conquest of all of Europe. He already controlled large swaths of Eastern Europe from Hungary to Romania to the Balkans, and he had set his eyes on the West. The Habsburgs faced off against Suleiman's force of around 125,000, with roughly 20,000 defenders. It was a short siege of only a few weeks, mainly because the defenders repeatedly went on the offensive, raiding the units tasked with digging tunnels below the city walls. On October 12th, the Sultan ordered an all-out assault, but this too was repelled by the defenders. In the end, the Ottomans lost over 15,000 dead, wounded, or captured, and the city never fell. The Ottoman push into Western Europe had failed, as it would at Vienna a second time, roughly 150 years later. Once again, Europe as a Christian continent survived. Our final battle that changed the course of European and world history is also the only naval conflict on this list. On October 7, 1571, a fleet of the Holy League, a coalition of European Catholic states assembled by Pope Pius V, decimated the far superior fleet of the Ottoman Empire in the Gulf of Patras on the Ionian Sea. The Holy League included the Republic of Venice, the Spanish Empire, Papal States, the Republic of Genoa, and the Knights of Malta. Though the Ottomans outnumbered the Holy League in both ships and men, the Holy League fleet, led by John of Austria, sank, burned, or captured 230 of the Ottomans' 278 ships, killed 40,000 soldiers and sailors, and freed over 10,000 Christian slaves. By contrast, the Holy League lost 10,000 dead and only 13 galleys sunk. The defeat at Lepanto effectively ended Ottoman military expansion into the Mediterranean and more importantly helped break the long-held view in Europe 
that the Ottomans were an invincible force that would, eventually, conquer Europe. In gratitude for the success, Pope Pius V instituted the Feast of Our Lady of Victory, now celebrated as Our Lady of the Rosary. And Philip II of Spain was called the Most Catholic King and Defender of Christendom after the victory. Yet again, Europe was saved. You may never have heard of any of these battles before this podcast, or you may have known about all of them. In either case, they were crucial to the development and or preservation of what we know as Western civilization. And don't let some revisionist ever tell you different. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you're finding this podcast both informative and entertaining. If you'd like to help us keep episodes like this coming, please consider clicking on the support this podcast link in the show notes. It'll help us create more content and go a long way toward making this podcast completely ad-free. Thanks again.